0: Hey everyone, my name is Billy and welcome to this week's message from the Green Vineyard. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, we are just busy going through a series where we're looking at the subject of the journey, um, specifically the kingdom journey that God takes us on when we surrender our lives and our walk to Jesus and his leading. And so today as we continue along this, I want to kind of explore the subject of being equipped. If you've ever gone on an overnight trip, like especially if it's hiking or camping, uh, you would quickly have learned that you need the right equipment. You know, if hiking, you need to take food, sleeping bag, maybe a hammock or a tent, uh, something to make a fire with, maybe even a first aid kit, just a whole bunch of little things that you need to carry along with you. And you learn this quickly because these types of trips can become unnecessarily difficult and very unpleasant if you aren't equipped, if you don't have the right equipment for that trip. And you know, the kingdom life, the kingdom journey that God takes us on is is very, very similar. When we say yes to Jesus, we're choosing to embark on a journey that is both exciting and challenging. It can get quite hard at times. And God knows this. And so he has a plan for it. He It's not something it takes him by surprise. And so in all of this, he equips us with, with something. And it's better description is actually he equips us with someone he gives us his holy spirit and so today i want to talk a little bit about how that equipping works so why don't you just bow your heads and pray with me for a minute and then uh, we'll get into our reading from john chapter 14 and acts chapter 1 let's pray father thank you so much that you don't leave us without without what we need That as we step forward in faith into all the things that you challenge us to do, that you give us your Holy Spirit, that you provide for us, and that you lead us along the way. So today, just help us to work that out a little bit. Help us to figure that out a little bit. And um, to say yes to you and to continue moving forward in faith in everything that you're asking us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I've got a toddler making noise upstairs, so I'm hoping those noises won't be coming down here into this microphone, (laughs) disturbing everybody. If you have a Bible with you, you can open up to John chapter 14, or it's going to appear on the screen here, and you can follow along that way. So John chapter 14, I'll be reading from verse 15, and these are the words Jesus said to his disciples. He said, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And then jumping over to Acts chapter one, from the sixth verse, Uh, this is what we see happening just before Jesus heads up to be with the Father, and it goes like this: and says, then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord. Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Even after Jesus' death and resurrection, they were still thinking about an earthly kingdom that was going to dominate all the other nations around them. And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. So we have these pictures where Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's trying to get them ready for the journey ahead that uh, they are going to have to walk when he leaves them and goes to be with the father. And so he's telling them that they're going to be equipped for this journey and that equipment is going to be the Holy Spirit. And so even though they don't fully understand what's coming or what they're going to have to go through, Jesus is continually bringing them back to this. God is going to equip you and he's going to empower you for the task at hand. And so it's pretty complicated how that all works and these weird and wonderful ways, but I've got like maybe 10, 12 minutes to talk to you about it today. So I'm just going to touch on a few things about how the Holy Spirit equips us, how the Holy Spirit helps us, how the Holy Spirit empowers us in kingdom living. And the first one that I want to bring up to you today is this, is to live into righteousness. Focus on those words a little carefully. To live into righteousness. You know, the big word that is used to describe this process by scholars and what have you is sanctification. Oh, sanctification, what a big word. And sanctification is really just the process by which When we submit to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that's the important part, you have to submit to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, convictions and all that kind of stuff, repenting of your sins. When we do that, God begins to change us, to shape us, to grow us, and begins to make us look more and more like the righteous people He has made us to be. Because you see, in Jesus, we are righteous. If you've put your faith in Jesus, if you surrendered your life to Jesus, Ask him for forgiveness, and you're walking your life following him. You are righteous. That's your status before God. God has made you righteous. He's taken the righteousness and that holiness of Jesus, and he's put it right on you. You are clean, you're holy, you're righteous. You might not feel that way. You might know that you don't deserve that, but that is the truth. That is that is your standing before God Almighty. And so if you're a follower of Jesus, and you're living in guilt, and you've, you've defined yourself by being... A sinner and you've decided defined yourself by all your failures in life you're robbing god of his blessings to you you're robbing god of in a sense the work that he did to make you righteous because in status before his eyes you have the righteousness of jesus but as you know and as i know our our behavior isn't reflecting that status And so one of the Holy Spirit's roles is to help us and to teach us to be all that Jesus asked us to be and to be all who Jesus asked us to be. And this is a lifelong process. You know, there's so many Christians who are impatient. They want to be perfect now. Well, you're unlikely to ever be perfect, but you can become more and more like Jesus as life goes on. The Holy Spirit is very patient. Holy Spirit is very slow in shaping you into who God wants you to be you might know that that you might have a sense of urgency that you want that to happen quicker but it just seems you know just look at the experience of all the saints that have gone before us the Holy Spirit just seems to show shape people slowly into being more like Jesus as they go through life and so God slowly helps us to become the people who are righteous both in being behavior if you like as well as in status. It's like God is making it happen for us. That is just a fantastic, fantastic thing. Now the truth is, is we'll probably never attain that perfection that we want to attain. We'll never fully get there in this life, but it's the Spirit's mission to get us as close as possible to that point before we inherit our new sinless bodies that we'll get when Jesus returns to rule fully on this earth. And so, that's the first point. The Holy Spirit is here to help us live into or live up to the righteousness that God has given us. My second point I want to make today is this, is that the Holy Spirit equips us by helping us to do the works of the kingdom. He is here to help us to do the works of the kingdom. You know, we don't just get the Holy Spirit to help us to stop sinning. Now, sadly, a lot of... People think that's his only job but it's not that's not the case the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is with us for way more than that and he's in us for way more than that he comes to equip us for the works of the kingdom and that's through empowering us to acts of love acts of compassion acts of reconciliation we are a people called to be reconcilers reconciling to one another reconciling ourselves in a sense back to creation and our relationship to oversee that and represent God to creation and reconciling others back to the father and we do that through loving people and loving one another in the church because the way we love and forgive one another that's really important is a testimony to the world out there that something special is happening in us Uh, so you know loving people being compassionate that means just seeing people in their need and doing your best to meet their need. See, and that's obviously another it's another arm of love isn't it but works of compassion showing the compassion and the mercy of God by caring for people when they're at, they're at their lowest points. And then obviously I've just said reconciliation where we we work to be reconciled to one another and we work to introduce other people to the love of God as revealed in the person of Jesus. And as well as that, the other level of empowering to help us do all of that is God empowers us by the Holy Spirit with gifts. Um, we all have the same Holy Spirit and, you know, some people operate in gifts consistently. It's like a ministry for them, but generally gifts are situational. This is what we teach in the Vineyard. Sometimes God might want to give you a word of prophecy for somebody. Sometimes God might lay on your heart to go pray for somebody for healing and you might not necessarily have a healing ministry, but you go pray for them and they get healed and you're like, wow, that's amazing. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit is in you. All the gifts are there all the time. And it's up to him to use them as he wishes. And so God empowers us with these gifts, this equipment to go and help people. One, to to help them overcome any struggles that they're going through. Or two, to unlock them to the love of God. Sometimes people are closed off to God. And a simple word of knowledge, a simple, simple word of prophecy or a simple prayer for a healing, even something as simple as a headache. It unlocks people and it opens them up to the reality wow, God is out there and maybe he actually really does care about me. And so there's loads and loads of gifts that God gives us to do that. Some of them are, are a blessing to the church and helping the church to, to grow in maturity. Some of them are a blessing to the church to help the church grow in numbers by bringing people to faith. So we have things like prophecy, hospitality, spiritual gift, healing, that's a spiritual gift administration. If you're somebody that's good at administration, you feel guilty because you're not going around healing people all the time, that's a spiritual gift. Evangelism, and so the list goes on. Speaking in different heavenly languages to help your prayer life, or speaking in, in languages that get interpreted in church, all these weird and wonderful gifts that God gives us and He distributes to people as He wills by the Holy Spirit in different situations to help grow the Spirit, to help us do the works of the kingdom, whatever that may be, wherever you find yourself, and so that's really, really important. And the works of the kingdom are often simple. You know, you work, you're walking around Walmart or Target, wherever you shop, and God, God highlights somebody to you, going through the register, and you can see the person who's 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 running your stuff through the register. No one's but no one's behind you in the line, and you just feel compelled to ask them how they are. You feel in your spirit, hey, this person's having a rough day. And, you know, that's a a word of knowledge. That's a revelation from God. And you feel God saying to them, just encourage them and offer to pray for them today. Like specifically, say, how can I pray for you right now? And then you do that, and all of a sudden you impact their day, and you see their eyes light up, and all of a sudden something changes in them because they realize not only that a human being cares, but God has taken his time out to reveal to that human being that he sees them and he knows them and he cares about where they are. Simple works of the kingdom. And when you do that and you step out in faith and you do those things, you change the world for somebody at that point in time. And so it's worth doing. And then once we have done that, once we are growing into our righteousness, righteousness slowly but surely, uh, once we're stepping out in faith and doing the works of the kingdom, which just vary. I I mean, I've just scratched them today. I, I wish I could Go go into it more and talk about all the different things you can do. But once we've done those things, there comes a point where we have to speak the words of the kingdom and the Holy Spirit empowers us to do that too. The Holy Spirit is there to give us boldness, to speak the words that explain the works of the kingdom and explain the work that God is doing in us by transforming us to be more like Jesus. And so as we're transformed into who we are meant to be and as we do those works... There comes a time when we have to tell people about what God is doing in us and in the world around us. Words must come with the works. You know throughout the history of the church you've had different wings. Now we must just preach the gospel and not do any of the social justice nonsense. And then you get other wings of church. No no it's all about social justice. We have to go help people. We have to love them. We have to do the works of the kingdom. And you know and we don't have to say anything. It's like, well, actually, no, it's none of those. We have to do both. We have to love people. We have to go do the works of the kingdom. And when people go, why are you doing this? We have to tell them about the love of Jesus. Our God loves you so much that He's compelled us to do this work. Our God sees you and wants you to know Him, he wants you to be in relationship with Him. And so desperately so that He came to earth as a man, died on a cross, and rose again from the grave. And then you begin to introduce them to the gospel, you know, and the works of the kingdom, the words of life. You know, it's not just works of the kingdom, but we have to speak the words of life to people so that they can know that there's life there for them. And so we, we take the opportunity to tell our family, our friends, and our neighbors that the kingdom of God has broken into this world through Jesus of Nazareth and that he is changing us that he's doing something in our life, that he has brought us some sort of life. And so that through faith and trust in Jesus, they can also find new life, eternal life in him, something brand new that is just what they've been looking for all along. And so we are compelled by the Spirit to invite others into all that we've encountered in Jesus. So we don't just do the gospel, we have to speak the gospel. Or at least we have to invite others into environments where they can hear the gospel spoken to them if we really are that bad at speaking the gospel. Because we have to remember that through Jesus, God wants to reconcile the people of this world to himself. We know not everybody's going to do it, but we know that the God wants everybody to do it. That's his heart. And he wants to use the transformation that's going on in your life. He wants to use the works of the kingdom that he's leading you to step into and the gifting that you're using that he's blessing you with. And then he wants to use the words that come out of your mouth to let other people know about him and what he's doing. And once we've done those three things, the Holy Spirit steps in and he captures their hearts. They hear the message and the Holy Spirit speaks into them and says, yes, he captures them, he convicts them, he inspires them, he excites them, and he's the one that drives them towards making a decision, yes or no, for Jesus, but he's the one that brings it in and, and brings in that final thing of, of, of capturing that person and that person has to say, I have to do something about this. And so your job isn't to convict people, convict people, to convince them and all that your job is just to tell them about what God is doing in you, around you, and with you. And then the Holy Spirit is the one that does the convincing and the convicting and brings them to saying yes to Jesus. And so we got to find different ways to do that. We've got to step out in faith. we got to we got to keep moving forward, keep asking God, what, do, what does he want me to do? You know, this is what the Alpha that's coming up this coming Tuesday is all about in our church. It's about giving people the chance to hear about and say yes to Jesus. You know, because as we go about caring for our neighbors, loving our neighbors, building relationships, it gets hard to talk about the kingdom. And so sometimes there's tools out there we can do that and say, hey, listen, do you want to come do an Alpha? And then you just walk a journey with them and then they can either accept it or reject it. And it's non-pressure, all that kind of stuff. Some of you might be really gifted at sharing your faith and you might not need this type of thing. So, you know, keep going. Keep doing that thing. and um, But we've got to do something and we've got to figure ourselves out and like gifting out what we're good at and what we're really bad at and then find a way to work around those things. Too many Christians are living in guilt, trying to do things that they're awful at when God's saying to you, actually, I don't really want you to do that. You know, I've given you this gift. Why don't you do that? And uh, maybe invite a friend to Alpha. You don't have to be a preacher on the street because, uh, you know, that's not something you're particularly great at or, or something along those lines. But we're all we're all gifted with something. We're all equipped with something from the Holy Spirit in our lives. And if you feel like you're not equipped, well, today the Holy Spirit is here to begin to reveal that to you. you. You have not been invited onto the journey of the kingdom life by God himself and sent out without the equipping you need to do it god will equip you he's got to reach out and ask him to do so so let me end with this question today what equipping do you need from the holy spirit do you need help to turn away from some idolatry or sin that you've kind of sold yourself out to at the moment or do you need empowering to step into some work of the kingdom That you know you should be doing, but you've been a little bit scared to step out in faith and actually do it. You know, do you need that 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 little extra push from the spirit? Or do you actually need a gift? Do you need to figure out what that is? Do you need some revelation in your life to go like, Lord, what am I good at? What are you gifting me to do? What are you calling what work of the kingdom are you inviting me into? Do you need to understand that? And then finally, do you need a new boldness to help you speak out? about the work of the gospel in your life, about the work of Jesus in your life? Do you need the boldness to invite somebody to church or to like something like the Alpha that we're going to be doing? Whatever it is, let's be still for a moment and invite the Holy Spirit to come and do that work in us, to give us that boldness, to, to empower us, to gift us, to equip us. And so I invite you just to sit where you, wherever you are with just open hands as though you're going to receive something. And uh, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to do that right now. Holy Spirit, would you come right now and do the will of the Father in each one of us? Equip us right now in Jesus' name, I pray. So as you sit there, you might have some convictions happening on your heart, thoughts might have come into your mind about things that you could do that God's inviting you to step into and you know, you have to step into that and he'll equip you as you go, you can't wait for some big wonderful experience now before you do it, you gotta, you got to move, as you move he gives you what you need. And So just uh, whatever those first hunches are, I encourage you to test them and, and, and go after them. to to do something this week. If you're someone that doesn't follow Jesus and you're watching this and you don't really know the gospel, the gospel is this. Jesus came to reconcile you back to your creator, to God. He came to, so that your sins could be forgiven, all the things that you've done wrong. And beyond that, he's came to help empower you to be all that you were created to be, to give you back your original purpose that God created you with. And so if you want that, if you want that life, it's going to cost you everything. You're going to have to surrender your life to Jesus, but it's exciting. It's worth it. And um, the way you do that is to say your best prayer right now. Give your life to Jesus. Tell him you're going to follow him. If you need some more help with that, hang on. There's a slide coming up. You can text the word Jesus to the number that appears in that. Send you a prayer that you can pray just to help you get started. And then we'll get in touch with you and Begin to chat to you about ways we can help you get along that journey. So don't don't uh, move away from the screen without making that decision today. And that, with that, before I close, I want to pray this blessing over all of you. Sorry, I've just knocked the camera and it's sh- shaking all over the place there. But before you go, let me pray this blessing from number six, number six for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Have a wonderful week. Be led by God. Step out in faith and trust that he will equip you for whatever he's asked you to do.